ourselves And I'll stay with you lost forever There's no other way out of losing our minds Cause crazy in love means crazy together Thanks for joining us on Couch Guy Hollywood this week with the latest and greatest movie news in Hollywood. It's Coop. I'm here with Nick. And none other than Bunny. What's up, everyone? <laughs> How are you guys doing? <laughs> I'm doing pretty good. <laughs> no, it's really we all over. sound really happy right now. We were just, we were just nagging time. at each other a couple it's been of a seconds good weekend. ago. I don't know. Just having a good time. It's been a long weekend. It I has. went to Malibu yesterday. Oh, soaked, us, soaked up some sun. You look like it. You're pretty burnt. I'm pretty burnt. I don't feel well. There's a lot of aloe on my body. Yikes. It's a lot of chemicals. I feel like we haven't like done this in... In a few weeks, right? I wasn't there the week before, and we shot it, you know, a little early. Yeah. We we did the whole, you know, Michael came in last week. And uh-huh. I don't know. It just feels like we haven't really. I've got so I was much. Say, movie. Yeah, it does. It feels weird because like I was like, wait, I we didn't talk about Toy Story four, and I was like, that was we last haven't talked about anything. <laughs> like, there's so many movies that we saw that we have. There are things about. from three weeks ago I was going to talk about, and I haven't <laughs> talked about yet. I'm like looking at all my notes, and I'm like, That's okay, crazy. I guess we're going to um, do this. I just quickly want to, of course, as always, shout out Dutch Melrose. Um, this week, I don't know if you saw, he posted something. His song, Ride For You, which he released. So you listen to that? It's his new single. It came out very yeah, recently. Yeah, I heard it. It's really uh, good. He's got sixty to 70,000 listens first week. And I'm one of them. Right. <laughs> it's just pretty crazy. So um, just anyways, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out on Apple Music, Spotify. I think it's on YouTube as well. It's a pretty cool, pretty cool summer song. But uh, yeah, yeah. I just thought I'd throw that in there real quick. Hey, since we're on the music topic, since yeah. I know we're gonna like be like, you know, we'll come back to this, uh-huh. and then we won't, and then we'll try and come back to it the next, and we won't. Right. We always brush over music. Okay, you were telling me you didn't tell me anything. You said we're gonna talk about it on the podcast. What happened with Taylor Swift? So this happened. What's for going everyone? on in the industry? The so this happened industry. yesterday. Uh, yesterday for everyone who's listening, you probably all know this. It's been going kind of crazy on Twitter. So. Uh, I, I, I always am bad with his name. Uh, Scooter, you know what's yeah. his yeah, first name? Yeah, yeah, Justin Bieber's guy. Yeah, yeah. Justin Bieber's yeah, and Ariana too. Grande. And um, Lovato's. Right. Anyways, so he's he's always like not like Taylor Swift. He's always hated her, and he's always done things to her, like because he doesn't like her. Um, well, her old record label, she had just gone to a new record label. Okay. Um, but her record label that has every album that she's ever released is owned by them. Uh, Scooter just bought that company <gasps> and he has the rights to every single one of her songs like and he said um, basically says that I have the, I own this this is all mine and she owns none of it so he came in bought this company over and is saying that everything you own is mine and you own none of it damn like every all of her of music albums she- every album anything she released under that old studio Every, so every music you've ever heard from Taylor Swift is all, at least like the past like four or five albums. I don't know how many she's released. I can't think of it, but I don't. Are they changing the name of the, the record label? No, I think it's the same. I don't know that much, but like uh, Justin Bieber. So it was funny. Bunny had told me that. She, yeah, that <laughs> rhymes. Uh, she had. She told me that Justin Bieber posted. So I went and looked like an hour ago. She's like, "Oh my god, it was an apology thing." <laughs> it wasn't. At first it was an apology and then it turned into like the fact that you would ever attack Scooter and then like he, she just he just started attacking Taylor Swift. But it was like I don't he's like but I don't have any bad blood. Like we're all good. 
Yeah. And I was like, now yeah. Right. Well, he didn't say it is. He, she, he didn't actually say that, but like, it was crazy. I was like, yikes. So that's crazy. What does that mean for the future of her music then? Uh, for her, she's just screwed. She's kind of she's in a she's in a place where all of her music is in the hands of someone who. But can she leave that label? What do you mean? She's already left. She's already left that label. She's already part of the music is still owned by a guy who just comes in and says, "Oh, it's owned." Right, because he's now the owner of that label, so he has the rights to everything. But the movie music's already out, so doesn't matter. He can take anything. He can take it all. He can literally take it. Revamp it, give it to another star, and then make more money out of it. What? He can oh, do God. whatever he wants with it. He can take all of her money, anything. It's crazy. And I mean, she's still getting money from all these albums. You know, it's not like they just go away. Mm. Yeah. Anytime someone listens to it, she's getting money. So Damn, that's pretty bad. On the other hand, Chance the Rapper's coming out with a new album. <laughs> he is, along with his uh, two uh, uh, mixtapes he re released. Which I basically haven't listened to, honestly. I, I listened in to years. It so much. I saw the first time, like the first time I listened to that was live. Yeah. When I didn't really, I wasn't really into Chance the Rapper. Uh huh. And I kind of wish I, I really was. Heard favorite I kind of wish I could go back in time and enjoy that moment a bit I more. I love Chance. He's so good. Yeah, he's he's really good. I'm um, excited to see what what goes down with this. Album. I, it's funny though because I remember I was always listening to this album on SoundCloud, and I hate SoundCloud. Mm-hmm. Like it's cool for people who are smaller and they're trying to become recognized. That's cool. But, like, it's Chance the Rapper, and the fact that every time I want to listen to him, I have to go open up SoundCloud, and then, like, search for it, and find it under someone who's... I think it is Chance's, but, like, for a while, I think there was there was stuff that was, like, just someone else's music. And, like, it, they just took it, and they, re, they put it on their channel. Cool, like, cool, water kisses. Him. But, I don't know, I love that album. That album's really good. Yeah. Um, talking about acid rap. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so... Getting back into it, what uh, what have you been up to? Um, the last couple weeks, we again we right. brushed over it last week too. We kind of just went right into the interview. So, so again, like I've been saying, I've been working on my intermediate film, and uh, I'm really trying to work on my script right now. And along with that, so my film is going to be a horror movie, um, and I, I'm doing a, like a, a one location. So just I'm gonna it's just going to take place in a house. And, uh, you know, in Strangers and, like, all those movies where they have the animal masks on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what my, like, the people are that are killing everyone in my movie. They have those animal masks. So I spent a lot of time uh, looking for these really, like, for really nice-looking, like, papier-mâché masks. And I found some really cool ones um, that I'm hoping... I have them saved right now. So either I'll try to figure out if someone can make them for me, Carly, what's up, or actually just buy them. Uh, but no, it's exciting. It's cool to like kind of. I'm not shooting until literally December, so I have a long time. But it's exciting to start and get, to like get into this and actually start to do work on this project. So if it starts in December and it's like July now, yeah. What um what steps are you gonna take? Like, is is there a plan? Like, is there an everyday plan? To, you know, are you rewriting? Is there something? In- well, we're still writing. Or... I mean, I, I'm very ahead of myself just looking at these masks. I just wanted to see if I could find them. Uh, but we're still working on our script. I mean, I'm only on technically draft two of this script. How long is the movie su- uh, maybe supposed roughly, to run? Mine's roughly 10, 11 minutes. So do you think you have enough time, not enough time for this preparation, or like too much time? 
I don't know. And um, if you have too much time, what does that have to say about anything? I'm not really sure, to be honest. I think, as of right now, I feel like there might be too much time. But at the same time, I don't know, because I feel like school, school and everything goes by so fast that before I know it, it's going to be December and I'm going to be shooting my film. Um, yeah. But I don't know. I'm curious to see because, like, you know, it gets to a point where you're kind of just like, all right, well, I want to change my script, but I don't know what to change because it's just, it looks fine. But you're just at a point of you have to redo, 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 and just rebuild it. And so I don't know if it's going to get to a point where it's going to be very repetitive and kind of just like, you know, I, I'm just sitting around waiting. You know, if that yeah. makes sense. No, I, don't I don't think it will be, though. I think I'll be working up until I shoot. Um, but I'm excited, though. I really am. Yeah. And uh, we got our footage back from that 35mm thing that I was talking about a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And it turned out really good. Um, Bunny over here was the DP. What's up? Uh, <laughs> but uh, we watched it in class, and everyone liked it. And it, it turned out really good. It looks so nice. I love how film looks. So I'm, I'm excited for that to be done um and then like fully done because we still have like an edit or two left to do for that to finish it yeah um and then i really i'm tempted to see if i can submit it to film festivals just because it's a cool little one minute short uh but yeah it's about it what would you recommend for a filmmaker maybe putting a short film like that into a film festival what what do you mean like do you put that on youtube and just try and get views or you, is is there a certain type of film that you think would go into a film festival? Or? I think if it depends. If it's something that you really like and it's something that you see could have like some sort of potential somewhere. And again, mine's literally one minute long. Like It's super short, but I don't know. I think it's kind of funny. And I think that if it's edited right and if it's fin- when it's finished, I think it could be... You know, it looks clean. It looks professional. So I can see it as something that could be used in some sort of festival rather than YouTube. I mean, YouTube's cool. And, you know, uh, I put my videos usually up on YouTube just for family and stuff to see and friends. Um, but, I mean, hey, you never know. Maybe a film uh, film you put up could, like, you know, blow up all of a sudden. So, I mean, it's up to you. But I think if it's something that you make and you spend a lot of money on... I mean, I didn't spend any money. But if it's something that you spend a lot of money on and you're, like... And it turns out how you want it. And it's great. And it's, you know, you think it's good quality, then I think you should, I mean, go for it. I mean, the worst thing that they're going to say is no. You what know? do you think? What do you think a film festival looks for in submissions I mean, for a short there's, film? You there's know? so many though. There's so many different festivals that, and it's for like the smallest things. Like there's probably a film festival that I might get if you know, because I'm just going to go to the school's office and have them help me with it. Because the school's office, they have a thing where you can you bring your film in and they'll help you find what film festivals are the best. And there's probably one that's like the minute long short like film festival. You know, like it's like stupid things like that, but. You know, you just want to look and you really want to try to find something that fits your film. Don't just submit your film to some random festival and be like, oh, I can't wait for it to be in Sundance. Like, no, that's not going to happen. Yeah. You know, find smaller festivals that fit your specs of your film, obviously. But, I don't know. Bunny? What's up, Coop? What's up with you? <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you? What's up with Bunny? Thursday nights at 9 on NBC. Yikes. Kind of like that ring to it. Actually. I'd watch that. I do too. Yeah, I can see myself good. as like the really cool character. What? You're invited. Just, just, I think <laughs> I feel like, like I could be I could be Bunny's right hand man in this. Show. You wow! I just you thought just, of the whole, I just thought of the whole arc. 
of every, all our characters. Did he just insert himself into? What are, where am I? Where Where am I in this? You're my best friend. What do we do? We hang out like the 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 basis, like you know how how I met your mother is like the bar or the apartment. Yep. Like, we're in the apartment, you know. Okay. <laughs> we're the couch guys. We're always on the couch. We call it Couch Guy Bunny. No, nah, I don't. Or, no, that no. doesn't have a ring. No, never mind. How about just Couch Guy Hollywood? Wait, where do I? Where do I come into this? Well, you're the main character, so it, you find problematic situations. Do we turn Couch Guy Hollywood into a miniseries? <laughs> into a, a ten episode miniseries. Put on YouTube. Yeah. Sounds familiar. <laughs> oh. Hey, hey, hey! <laughs> Speaking of Sorry. things I did this week. Yeah, anyways, Bunny, um, sorry, yeah. we, we're so uh, really interrupted you. <laughs> what did I do this week? So this week was basically school. Oh, really? Same. Yeah, I mean, it's not really that exciting. Um, I got, uh, well, I found out this week that my film got chosen to be part of the production workshop. Um, things that we're doing, so that's pretty exciting. Um, my 16 film, millimeter, right? Or yeah, are you regular I'm on, red? I'm on 16 millimeter, nice. which is really exciting. Can I get any smaller? Eight yeah, eight. That's where super. I knew that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I like. I knew that. Joke? I was just making a joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> Can I get any smaller than eight? Maybe I should have made that joke there. Sorry. <laughs> okay. <Nice try. laughs> um, Whatever. So... Make us look smart. I appreciate it. <laughs> okay. Can I speak now? Yeah, 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 yeah. Sixteen. So yeah, I get to shoot my uh, a little snippet of my intermediate film on sixteen millimeter film for this production workshop, which I'm pretty excited for. Um, It'll give me an opportunity to kind of figure out if I want to shoot my intermediate film on fi- on film or not because I haven't really um, thought about it. Nick's shaking his head, but you know what? This is my film, Nick. So okay, I'll let you pay for it. <laughs> I'm not helping you with that. Um, <laughs> That's a so lot. So I've been kind of dabbling on whether I want to shoot my film on my film on film or not. So this will kind of give me a bit of a more of an understanding, or if it will achieve the look that I want. I don't know. But that's exciting. So that's coming up at the end of July. Um, so I'm pretty excited for that. Um, what else did I give to? Oh, screenwriting was fun. Having my teacher shout at me. Yikes. Uh, <laughs> and basically attack my second idea of the script. So that was fun. Whatever. Yeah, you know what? It's okay. Um, I'm still living. Just taking it one day at a time. That dark got that that got dark really quickly, but it's yeah. okay. Um, so what else? Anything else? I'm trying to think what else. I didn't really. I wasn't really productive this week. <laughs> it's been a very yeah. It's been a very meh. I hate productivity. I really. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Good for you. Uh, have fun. Sometimes my mom says my sarcasm doesn't come across well in text, so I don't think Damn. this comes across no. sarcastic on it, the it podcast. Really that was a joke. Well, anyways, now we're talking about you, Cooper. How Wait, before week? that, like, um, oh, okay. So, you said okay. The screenwriting teacher shouted to you. Who cares about the shouting? But your your idea was this for the movie you're going to do in December, or the movie you're going to do in the 16 millimeter? It's the same. It's the same film. I was just going to shoot a scene from that. Okay, you're shooting film. a scene from that. Yeah. So our class, we got chosen. Uh, everyone had to put in uh, a scene. It was either. Uh, a personal project, uh, a random scene from your upcoming film, or just anything, uh, and then they just picked five. And so, most people brought in their intermediate film scenes so that they could have a gouge for what they're doing. I didn't do it, but that's fine. I was—I I think this brings something up. So I was talking with a cinematographer the other day, and we were kind of talking about how, in the filmmaking programs and stuff like that, I mean, you're kind of hit with all these 
you know, we got to do a short film. It really depends on what, you know, like a couple semesters ago, you guys were doing something like every week and it yeah. was something new, come up with a new story. Mm-hmm. And I still feel like you guys aren't doing that as much, but you know, because it's building to something bigger and something greater. But what, um, <clears throat> what does that say about creativity and your creativity in and how you get feedback when you're, you know, they're asking you to do all these all these uh, ideas, how, you know, create this and do this. You have to have this at a certain deadline. And do you feel like you got to just pull stuff out of the back of your head a, a lot? Because we, me and the cinematographer, we were talking about like, like, do you feel like you're not putting it, like you're not putting in enough or you, you've used up so many ideas, like maybe you're kind of not putting enough focus on one and, mm-hmm. and there's, maybe it falls flat. Instead of like maybe you could be creating something super great, like a you know Tarantino movie or something like that. You know who gets he gets maybe four you know four years to create a, a great film, maybe two of those years to create the whole script and the characters. But uh, you guys get like two days or two weeks. You know mm-hmm. what does that have to say? What do you think? I think it goes back to our conversation that me and Nick had a couple of weeks ago about how stressful film school actually is. Um, like this yeah exactly that it's a very tight schedule where we have to kind of come up with ideas very quickly and we expect it to workshop those ideas so quickly that it gets a bit overwhelming and that's why i was so defeated when i got my well it was not critique like it was i got some really good feedback from it and also obviously the constructive criticism, which he called it, which it was in a certain sense, but he was still, yeah, anyway. So, bear in mind, this is my second intermediate idea that I approached this class. He bashed my first one, so I had to come up with a quick, quickly come up with another one, so I can present a first draft to him that last class. And he, yeah, I got just attacked for that as well. (laughs) So it's a bit overwhelming when it comes to having to be constantly creative and constantly have to come up with these concepts and ideas in your mind, especially when it's something that you want to be original um, and something that people would want to see. I think for my genre especially, because I like genres that appeal to controversy and kind of lead you with something at the end of the film like I want you to like my movies I want you to watch the film enjoy it then walk out and be like wow if you think of it like that then that's really cool so when you're coming when it comes to running a script on that it's things like you have to be considerate um we have to well bear in mind um characters um dialogue because you don't want your dialogue to be so spot on and hit on with your plot story like there's something that our screenwriting teacher always says to us is that don't let your dialogue lead the story which is difficult yeah because (laughs) if you want to come up with an idea and you've got only so much time to think think about it you know, your dialogue is usually the thing that you want to use to guide your story along. But he's a guy who's like, no, your dialogue is just a helping thing in your script. So, tool. 
yeah sorry um a, a tool in your in your toolkit in your, yeah um in your story so it was very difficult for me to then have only basically that last weekend to work on this new idea and then hand it in on Wednesday and then have it completely like blow up in my face but you know that's okay it's part of the learning process I'm kind of just accepted it I'm working on it um what else did I do this week on Friday I got sick from Chipotle <laughs> and welcome to Couch Guy Hollywood and welcome to Couch Guy Hollywood <laughs> so, so I had to leave class early so that was a disaster swine flu Mm. <laughs> Food poisoning, probably. <laughs> and E. coli? Maybe. E. coli, that's the one. <laughs> what is it called? And then on Saturday, it shot roommates in the morning. What's that? Um, what is kidding. that? No, no, what we know, <laughs> everyone knows roommates is. It's okay, keep going. Um, shot roommates Next. in the morning, and then I did some um, song selections, because I'm going back to the studio tomorrow. Oh, shit. So I'm really excited for that. Part of my language. Um, yeah, so I did some song selection the whole day, trying to figure out what song I want, songs I want to record, mm-hmm. um, and did some vocal warm ups and stuff like that. Which made me realize, guys, if you're a vocalist and you're listening to this, you probably will get me. <laughs> it's gonna be a weird flex. Sorry. I don't even. But <laughs> but being a vocalist, you get to a point in your in your like when you're singing it and you're like it's too easy for you okay so it becomes too easy and so you're like okay uh, cool i don't have to like practice or at all for a couple of weeks because like i've already got this my voice is where it needs to be at the moment so like i don't need to practice anymore which is what i did um it came to a point where i was like you know what my voice sounds really good right now so i don't need to practice or warm up anymore came yesterday started warming up and i was like Jesus Christ. (laughs) So, yeah, that's basically what my week has been like. It wasn't really productive as I'd like it to be because um, (laughs) I'm just talking. I'm sorry. We're we're lying here. I just made eye contact with Nick on accident. (laughs) I'm just rambling. I'm so sorry, everyone. But yeah, my week wasn't really that productive. Um, So, yeah, Coop, what have you done? (laughs) Were well, you going to say something to me? Yeah, there was a question that was in there that she kind of went over. What oh, is sorry. <laughs> the whole thing you asked about, like, what do you do? Like, the photographer? The, yeah. Yeah. Do you want to... Well, yeah, because she kind of just talked about it and then jumped over it real quick. Um, what? No, I'm so sorry. Oh, no, 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 you're fine, you're fine. Um, gosh, now I forgot what I was going to say. You know what, come back to me. It's fine. Just we'll come, come back, back to me. you. Yeah, come what back to What did I do this week? What did you do? <sighs> um, I just got out of play rehearsal, and we're coming up on, we're we're getting ready to do dress rehearsals, and uh, the play the plays next week. So, two weeks. It, it gets crazy. We're talking about time, and if you have enough, if you don't, I, I feel like you know we have enough, and we're doing all these all these rehearsals, and it's it's a lot of fun, and every everybody's doing really great. At the same time, uh, I feel like there's not enough, and it's it's. It's freaky. It always gets freaky, like right, right, right next to when the showtime mm-hmm. goes. But uh, I'm excited to see how it all comes together. I'm, I, I'm, I'm finding new things in the script, and it's, it's good. 
trying. I'm, I'm working on a lot of old characters right now. I'm, you guys know I'm working on accents because uh, I'm doing a scene from the importance of being honest. Yes, yeah. the importance of being honest. Uh, so it's I'm working a lot on posture and uh, and voice and manners, mannerisms, and everything. And I'm watching a lot of Mad Men too. But that's I'm watching a lot of Mad Men mainly for the play. And also for kind of the music, you know, just like it gets me in that style. It just, you know, you know how, you know what I'm talking about. Getting, yeah, we, we were working on a lot, a lot of fantasy sure. work, and um, and yeah, but I uh, last week, um, last week we we were doing scenes in class. So we were we were shooting, we were filming scenes in class that we we're getting ready for our final, um, which we're. We're doing over the ne in the next in the next couple of weeks. We're shooting scenes, you know, kind of like you guys that we get to write and then shoot at a location. But we were doing our kind of a warm up for that. So we were doing scenes. I was doing a scene from, I think one of my favorite plays by Sam Shepard, uh, True True West, and uh, I haven't done that for about four years. So I was really excited to get the get the the scene because I, I love those characters. Uh, uh, I don't even know their freaking names that. Uh, it's uh, Austin Lee. Wait, it's fun? Austin and Lee. I know the names. Fake okay, fun. I Fake played fun. Lee, and it's a lot of fun to to play that character because there's so many differences, uh, as well as similarities in, in a different way to to myself and the character. Um, so I, I I really got to I, I had a couple weeks to really work on that, and I got to go to Santa Barbara, which is beautiful, and I, I basically locked myself in my hotel room and and was just banging out I was banging out lines and different ways to, to say the lines uh, your dad? no my dad was at meetings that's why I did that until the, the maid walked in while I <laughs> I was in I was like I was like at a yelling point <laughs> turned around and the maid she's like yeah or she's like uh, cleaning service you know I was like I was like oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah come on in and I'm just like kind of like sitting there you know <laughs> on the balcony but um, uh, we, we ended up shooting those scenes Last week, and we got we we did we did we did ninety percent, and we're in the middle of my my side, and the intensity was up. Everything was there for me and my partner. Everybody was really in the mood for it, and uh, and the fire alarm went off, <laughs> and it was and we had we were done, and but we still had to finish the scene, so. But we have you know we have a different classroom than you know two two days later. I mean like. It's crazy, you know, when you're in that emotional state, you know, mm. with different different kinds of intensities, like, you think, how can you get back to that? And you think about that when, like, maybe you shoot a movie and then three months later, they're like, let's do ADR. Mm -hmm. I think it's something that everybody thinks about, like, how can you, it's it sucks, like, it really sucks to, because I was pissed, you know, because how do you get to that state that you were in, you know, when you're shooting, to you know, months or days later, how do I how do I find the same thing? But it's that's just part of the job. That's something you got to figure out on your own. Which is something I want to ask you. Yeah. Actually, is um, you have been approached by a director or something, and they tell you that you have to play a specific scene where you have to get so emotional, like whether it be crying, being mm -hmm. anger, or something like that, and. Let's say, for instance, because I know from personal experience that sometimes to get that emotion out is from your scene partner. Yeah. So you just feed off your scene partner. But if you're in a scene in a situation where it's just you, yeah, how do you get yourself into 
Um, I'm kind of quoting my, my friend here, but he said it's really up to you. And it's really about being emotional, you know, vulnerable. And it's about just letting it all out there. Uh, I, I haven't been in many scenes where I, I, I have to do that, but I, I, I guess I did it on a, an audition last week. I, if, I don't know if we're, are we just talking about crying or, you know, being that kind of emotional? I mean, there's a lot of different emotions, but I, it's, that's something I struggle with. That's that's a challenge of mine that I try and work on every day. And it's it's you just gotta be vulnerable. You gotta you know you gotta know that basically every place is safe. Not every place is safe, but you just gotta believe that everything is safe here. And um and yeah yeah it's uh it's it's fun you know to to get there. And we we ended up shooting the scene anyways a couple days later and. It, you find new things as well, and you get to that intensity. And I'm excited to edit it and see how it actually turns out because having reenacting the sets and you know reenacting the same exact set and having the same exact everything, um, it, yeah, it takes me back to when I ADR'd for that movie Aberdeen that I did last year, and there was a scene where I was emotionally, you know, like it was a crazy scene. Bedroom with, scene? No, it was the I hated that scene. See. That that I, I couldn't get there for some reason. Like sometimes I can't get there, um, but the the scene at the end uh, with in the fo on the football field with the oh, sister. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it was like I was kind of pouring out myself to you know her what I really thought you know how she was crushing my dreams and how I feel less uh, and I'm at the bottom and. We, do, we shot that scene and it went great. We shot it in like two takes. And then three months later, I got to do the ADR. How do I find that same voice? You know, how do I do it? It's just something you just got to do. You got to be comfortable with doing. Um, yeah. And, but now I'm going to, I'm doing the, I'm doing the writing. So um, Nick and I wrote this pilot uh, way back when. I touch up on it occasionally. I think it'd be good to talk about some writing here. But, um, and, uh, I pulled a scene out of that to sh so we're gonna shoot that we're gonna shoot that scene a scene from the uh, from the pilot for my next uh, for my final for this so me and me and my scene partner we're gonna be doing that they got a crew for us and we're gonna shoot at a location and the location Which worked scene? out fine got to alter some things Which scene? Um, it's a scene <laughs> on the, me, it's a scene on the balcony at the end between mm -hmm. uh, Vince oh, and Will okay. where they kind of meet and uh, mm -hmm. they're they're talking about. Um, they're they're telling stories. So. I wish you brought in the scene that I brought in. You should have brought in that scene. That was another scene I brought in, but with uh, we were gonna do that, but just that one other for one for for character wise and location wise, I and people like the the comedic vibe oh, to okay. it. So we decided why not? We'll have some fun with this, and it's cool because I didn't think I'd be I'd be altering things that much. Mm. I am a bit, but I I didn't think I'd like. I'd actually sink my teeth into looking at the depth of the subtext and finding new things and new ways to to d deliver this deliver this scene or or how I write it or how it was written and uh, find new ways to to put new things how, how it flows better how how much more natural it could be so we it's it's something I'm going to look at moving forward because when I think. I don't, I don't, you know, everybody's different and I'm, I'm not a writer. I'm just kind of trying to do that on my own. Mm -hmm. So like when I go through a, a draft, cause that was the second draft mm -hmm. that, you know, we did when I went through the draft, I kind of just, and you know, there's probably more drafts to be done, but you know, so everybody's different. Somebody could be draft two done, but you know, like I'll look through things and just fix spelling errors or fix some, 
hey, how you doing? You know, like make things sound more natural. But when you break it down, I, I looked at the scene. We looked at the scene. We read through it, and they're like, well, maybe you should try this and this. And I looked at it, and I was like, you know, maybe I could alter that and this. It's kind of cool to take every scene by scene now, and I think that's what I'm gonna do from now on. And look at a scene and take notes on that and see how I can alter this. And I think it'll make it better. And it, we have been, and it has been making it better. But one thing that I'm pretty frustrated with is I understand this. They're, it, they, they say, well, you can't. It's funny because they give you these scenes sometimes and they'll say, fuck, shit, you know, all this, yeah. you know, homophobic stuff, uh, racist things in these scripts right. for your characters to do. Uh-huh. And they ask, you know, they say, you're going to write this scene and you're going to film it. And there's nothing homophobic or racist in my scenes, but like there's there's some cursing. And if you talk to me seven years ago, like that's when I was young and like everybody loved to swear and everything. I'd just be throwing in an F-bomb, you know, casino style wherever I can. But like there's a purpose, I think, to every word now. I think Mm -hmm. we got to that point where there's a purpose to every word. And it, it goes along with that character. And, and my instructor, who, who's on my side on this, he, he's like, well, unfortunately, like, I think you might have to change this and that. And, I, you know, I look at him, I'm like, you got to be fucking kidding me. I, you know, I really said, I was like, I might, I might go to the board and talk to them because it's, it's the, you can't change somebody's writing. You can't, you can't change, you, I'm not cha- saying you can change somebody's writing, you can, but you can't change the character because mm-hmm. Think about it. I'm not. You, you. You can't change fuck to screw. I'm just talking about. You know. I guess I'm just not just talking about curse words. But there's certain ways people. This is the way people talk. That's real life. That's that's what I try and preach in my writing. Is I want you to relate to this. I, I think that's the most important part in writing. So it's 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 like he's like you might have to change this. It's tough. It's tough to to change something like that because then if you change this and it goes it goes out like that that's 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 not your writing that's just somebody saying you got to do it this way if you want to make this happen mm-hmm. and unfortunately it's like some could I have to maybe give that up and and do that yes but that's that's just not that's just not how it works in in the real world in my opinion because that's a that's a real character that's that's not what people will believe. That's not what I believe. Mm-hmm. A character would say, you know, to an extent. I well, mean, well, I, they, yeah, I understand that, and I, I mean, I get it. There are characters that I'm like, I need them to swear because that's who they are. That's how they come across. And again, real life people. And I feel like for our script, our script is very, you know, I say this every time, but you know, shameless means Breaking Bad. Exactly. Think, to put those two shows together. You know? And that's, you know, and there's a lot of swearing in that. They're HBO, you know, like HBO shows, things that are, and that's what it is. It's that style of show. Now, I get it if it was a, you know, a 5 p.m. show, then yeah, I get it. You can't have someone drop the F-bomb every five seconds. But now we're in an age where, I mean, kind of, the TV's changing. There are, right. There are F-bombs, even, even if they blank them out, you know? Like, TV's changed. FX, AMC, you know, I don't know about NBC and stuff. But NBC's, like, they're they're, they're still the same, but, you know, they, that's that's their kind of vibe. But, my, you know, our vibe's a bit different. Right. And um, the way TV's changed, it's like... everybody. It's I also, feel like everybody's kind of have to, has to kind of change to that. It's also a school project. Why do they care? That's what I'm saying. And another thing is... You're, we're all adults, you know. We're, yeah. We, I again, I'm I'm getting seen sometimes. Well, homophobic slurs, racist slurs. It's it's 
It's just it's a character, and it's just the movies you know? too. It's the reality. Movies, it's Hollywood movies that we have to also work. We're working with all like I mean, there's so many bad homophobic or whatever movies that we we have to watch for school, mm. and it's like so. We're watching these. We're gonna be. We know what's happening, no matter what. Why can we not verbally and I think, or and I think say these words? What, that's a very interesting point that you bring that up because, um, as you're saying, that it's just these censorship. Are, you know, these are these are films that we um, are like being made to watch. Birth of a Nation, prime example. Yeah, one of the most disgusting films I've ever seen in my life. But we have to see it in film, in film school, because it's just one right, of those that's things. Right, the movie and. For your teacher to say that you can't do a certain role until changes and this and this, it kind of, as you're saying, it takes you out of the realism of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think who walks around saying "screw off" all the time, like instead of like, like that character would not ever do that. And I think um, that very attitude is the reason why we should be encouraged to do more of those scenes. Yeah, because it's a problem if. If you're still at an age, 2019, where if someone says a very, like, derogatory term, term, which is suited to a character, but no, Lord forbid we say it in school, or Lord forbid we say it wherever, then that's exactly why we should, because it's it's an education tool. Yeah. It's kind of getting people to realize that this is what the world we live in. Right. There are people out there who say the most disgusting words... But if you're going to censor it, then it's... We, then I mean, we, like... Then we part of the problem. And what my, one of the I, prime examples... Sorry to cut you off. Yeah, it's fine. In cinema is, I mean, Tarantino. I just was going to bring it up. Tarantino is... I love you, man. A, <laughs> I fucking love you. But seriously, though, I mean, look at the movies that he produces and the words that characters say in his films. He writes that. Yeah. He is white. From what I know... Yes. I, he's white but is he that character no he's no, not he's, he's not. writing that a is, character that is an accurate representation of a character right and that's what I'm saying is that we should be able to do that because we are portraying the character this isn't uh, we're just showing what this character is like I don't want to make a fake TV censored character because that's not real yeah no one walks around per, unless you're around children all the time or you're in a place where people aren't swearing then you're not going to swear but let's be real, everyone swears, your parents swear. When you're younger, you catch your parents swearing. It happens. Yeah. It's just real life. And, so, and in some lives, there's no cursing. You know, sometimes right. you watch TV, there's no need for cursing. There's mm-hmm. no need for derogatory terms. That's some, some worlds live in that, and that's, that's, that's accurate. You know, I see realism in that. But I guess what I'm saying for writers coming up in, that are faced with people trying to shut down their ideas or... Sh- Hey, alter this because this isn't going to work with our our criteria. Don't write. Don't be afraid to write. You know, to stop yourself from creating reality for somebody else. Like mm-hmm. write something for yourself. You know, write what you think is true. I think that's something important to keep in mind when you're writing something. But make sure it's justified at the right, same time. Mm-hmm. Because don't just say F to say F. You know, mm-hmm. like don't say you know don't do this to do that. You know, make sure. It goes with that character. That is believable. And I think, just to jump off with when you say make things justified, also bearing in mind that sometimes people are going to shut you down because of, we'll say this, the time that, the time that we're living in. For instance, for an example, there's this girl in, in our class 
who presented her script idea and it just happened to have a name and a and an activity that was kind of a very controversial thing in that um in that community okay let me just say mm-hmm. and sometimes yes you have you writing for your own and stuff like that but then you also need to bear in mind that because we're in an age where people will say we're a lot more sensitive than the other generations it's true but yeah. um that it will offend people you're always i'll always say this to anyone your film will always offend someone someone will always get offended by your work so mm. you have to kind of make the decision for yourself like do you go ahead and do what you need to do because this is what your um passion is or do you want to now confine to what some 40-year-old teacher tells you not to do right there's not there's not one film in this whole entire motherfucking universe that has not been offended by someone mm. someone's always going to get offended i think it like i I love how we're the most sensitive, one of the most sensitive generations, mm-hmm. but we're putting out some of the most outlandish, sensitive, you know, like right on the nose topics in in television and film these days. Like it's just it's just crazy. Like I I wanted to talk about it later, just review it a bit because we've been watching it. But Euphoria. a great yeah, a great example is Euphoria on HBO. I mean, no, like there's so much controversy going on with that show right now, mm-hmm. and there's. They don't turn their back on that because that is an accurate representation of of the high school lifestyle, and it's crazy. Oh yeah, the Ooh. nudity, the sexual content, the it's so graphic in the language. It's it's but it's, it's real though. It's real. We've like, all lived through high school. Like we, watching it, I'm like, this is real. I mean, obviously, I've never gone to that extent of what happens in the show. Have I seen the high school musical version of high school? Yeah. Have right. I seen the Euphoria version of high school? Just about. Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've been to that euphoria, that high school. Right. I know, maybe half the universe has. You know. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm excited to watch episode three. Everyone's I'm probably excited. already seen it. So yeah, every but. yeah yeah. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> what what are, what are your thoughts on that show? You know, we're moving into that. Now they're already on it. Um, yeah. I think it's really good. I'm excited to see where it goes. The last episode was really sad. Yes. Um, it really hurt to watch. I think um, every episode is going to be just like that. I don't know. I, I better not get worse. I'm I'm scared because I know someone. There's no way someone's not gonna die, and I'm worried. And I know that sounds weird. You might think, okay, no, no but you're... like the way that this show is moving, someone is gonna die. Zendaya said after the first episode, she said that that was the first episode was the most mild content you will get. Right, and that was still pretty graphic. Uh huh. And th- that's what I, I I heard all this before I watched it. And then I watched it, and I was like. Yeah, I, I see some of it. It was more just, yeah, yeah, but bullying and stuff. But uh-huh. I'm expect I'm expecting this episode to be crazy. Yes, I'm also expecting a little Big Little Lies to be pretty crazy too. You know, because we watched that yeah. great show. <laughs> Definitely check it out. <laughs> yeah, Sundays are my big day for for, for, Clearly, for, yeah. for TV. If you're The Walking Dead's on, like There's don't even get me started. Big connection to the movies um, in this episode. Um, but. Uh, what, you were uh, you were saying something a few minutes ago, and it made me think of never take no as an answer for an answer, mm-hmm. um, in a sense. Uh, it's something it was something that's kind of just been a a, a strand in my life lately. Uh, 
um, I, I went to the, I went to the the dances with film festival as well. Uh, it, that, that's just kind of where you know I, I'm hearing all these actors and uh, filmmakers talk about you know how they never took no for an answer uh, and uh, it, really inspiring. And it's you know go go for it. You know go for something until you can't anymore. Until you really know you can't, and even push past that. And yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, that was that was my uh, that was my week. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> you guys want to get into the? Uh, uh, oh, so you're not gonna ask me how I thought of Euphoria was? Oh, I thought I, I thought we were. Just, yeah. I'd like to yeah. hear. I'd like to hear about your Euphoria. Okay. Your Euphoria. <laughs> <laughs> your opinion on Euphoria. Your opinion on there Euphoria. So I started watching Euphoria yesterday afternoon and. Two days. Day before. No, was it the day before? Day before. No, it was yesterday. This episode comes out tomorrow. No, yes, the day before. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Nick, I'll be a little confused. But I'm okay. I've got it sorted out. So I, I watched it. And I kind of went in watching it um, because I know Cooper said a couple of things like it was very like intense and whatever. And I was like, really? Cooper thinks it's intense? I told you it was intense too. I know, but like, I was thinking like, Cooper thinks everything's intense, like what? Mm -hmm. So I walked in and I was like, I, well, walked and sat on my couch and watched it. <laughs> okay. Um, and after like the first episode, I was like, damn. Yeah. But I was like, damn, like, this is some real shit. Mm -hmm. Like, I've, I don't think I've ever been so into... A character like Rue's Zendaya character. Yeah. Yes. Yes, Rue. Her name's Rue. Yeah. Yeah. Correct. Um, I think I just phrased that sentence. No, you're fine. Long. You're it's fine. fine. Keep going. Um, Rue's character. I don't think I've ever been so emotionally connected to a character in, within the first episode in my whole life. That's a lot to say. Yeah, it's a lot. Like, I don't know. Like, the minute I saw her, I was like, this bitch is real. Like, I don't, I always admire actors, actresses, or anyone who can portray a role of, like, someone who's on drugs. Yeah. Because that's, like, some hard shit. Oh, yeah, that's really difficult. It's difficult, because you don't want to play it in a way that becomes comedic, which I think some actors do. Mm -hmm. I think being on drugs is just, like, some... Um, psychedelic hallucinating shit where they just <laughs> giggle the whole time around and it becomes a comedy yeah but for this like it was wow I don't know like I think she she did such a good job yeah um, I think she does a great job of contrasting her character in that show versus Spider-Man Far From Home or Homecoming like she's or Disney Channel or Disney Channel that's what? right she was on Disney well that's still Disney you know, but she does a great job of, of just doing Like, I was just, everything. I remember, yeah. I remember my roommates came home, and they were like, oh my god, is that Zendaya? And I was like, yeah, it's Zendaya. And they're like, damn, like, what is, this is like so different from how she was on Disney Channel and stuff like that. And I'm like. That's acting, everybody, by yeah. the way. <laughs> but, yeah, whatever. But I'm like, that's, that's like a skill of a good actress. Mm. Like, having to see Zendaya and, and not, like, I did not think of fucking shake it up or whatever the fuck <laughs> else she was in um, during a Disney Channel Day more like shoot it year. up what? <laughs> she does heroin doesn't she? and what? the show Euphoria? yeah 
Oh, no, she does LSD. Yeah, she does LSD. She hasn't done heroin. Um, Anyway. Not yet, at least. Not yet. Um, She did fentanyl. That's the most recent. Oh. Sorry, keep going, buddy. Anyway. um, So, it was nice to see... I didn't see I didn't see her earlier roles when I yeah. watched her in comparison to like Selena Gomez and Jennifer not Jennifer yeah, no what's her name Vanessa Hudgens and Spring Breakers. As soon as I saw oh, that yeah. film, I was like, "This is Waverly Place High School <coughs> Musical," you know. Dumb wild. Yeah, sure. Spring Breakers. But I was like, but uh, the whole time I was like, "What the fuck is Alex Russo doing?" You know. Um, I didn't think that was Zendaya's acting in this film. I mean, not <laughs> film. Um, this TV show. TV show. And I think that's so inspiring because it shows how dedicated she is to this role. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched her, a couple of interviews that she did talking about Euphoria because she's also part of, part of the production side of it. Like, she's not just the actress. She's got a bit of behind-the-scenes influence in as well. So to see someone so dedicated to this craft shows in her performance which is really fucking cool to me so Mm -hmm. i really like it i'm really excited to see the third episode this evening yeah well yeah i definitely recommend the show uh we'll move on to some movie reviews what do you guys want to start with probably toy story 4 toy story 4 okay when's well right (laughs) might as well uh what do you think haven't seen it (laughs) right oh my (laughs) god (laughs) i forgot you're the only one hey but i watched all three like a, a week or two ago and well anyways like all in a row and I, I love those Give me I saw Toy Story 4 what first day it came out uh, no, with me Humble Brack um, yeah with Bunny I really liked it um, there are some things that I wish were changed uh, I've complained about this a lot um, but I just I wish the ending was a little different I don't want to spoil it because it's I mean it's been two weeks but I'm not going to spoil it um, I wish that the ending was longer I wish that there's a very sad thing that happens at the end, and I wish that they stayed on that a little bit longer before ending the movie, basically. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, it gets you sad, but then they automatically just pull you out of it. And so I wish that they had kept, um, like, 30 more seconds of that, and then it would have been really sad. But, I, I mean, it's really good. I'm scared that they're going to make a fifth movie. Um, I hope they don't, to be honest. I really don't. Tom Hanks is has spoken about he said no right he said there's a possibility i from what i've heard heard possibility there could be a possibility Mm. they said they're not going to do i i also heard like i think the ceo or the guy the animator said we're not going to do we're not we always look at everything before like we do another movie right because it's got to be just as good or better Mm-hmm. Did you think this one was just as good or better? I think it was just as good. I don't. I wouldn't put it as better. Um, I think it's up there. I think, um, you know, some people. My brother uh, was one of the people. He was saying how he thinks that they took good jokes and put it into a bad, a bad story. Okay. Like there was. It felt like that the story was based on jokes. Story was based on all the jokes that Forky made, all the I want to kill myself jokes that he makes <coughs> the entire movie. Oh. Uh, literally, it's all he does is try to commit suicide. It's kind of messed up for a kid's movie. Um, and then, you know, you have all the jokes of Key and Peele who, I mean, in a way kind of take over the movie. Um, and and I, don't know, I feel like the story was cool, but at the same time, it felt repetitive by, like, the middle of the middle of, se- of the second act it felt like we were just getting the same thing over and over again mm-hmm. now i mean i'm very biased so i'm always gonna like toy story movies 
or any Pixar movies for that matter. But I mean, I still think it was good. I mean, it looked amazing. Um, the characters were all good. Um, but I, I don't know. I think three is still better, in my opinion. Three still makes me cry every time. So, I'm a big fan of two or one. Bunny, what do you think of the movie? I was very disappointed. Um. <laughs> and that's all she has to say about that one. And Moving on. next movie. <laughs> um. So, I mean, I probably have to watch it again because my whole entire cinema experience was ruined. Yeah, you were, yeah. Because I had some loud people next to me who kept cackling in my ear. Then we had Homeboy from Wizard Way We Place who was yeah, we with the crew <laughs> that was laughing. The so dude loud. with the glasses? With the big afro. Oh, yeah, yeah you guys told me about that. Yeah. yeah, so he was singing like on our row. He was being loud with everyone else. What was and, he? Oh. And the one guy sitting next to me just kept laughing in my ear. So I, I, it kept just pulling me out the movie. But I agree with Nick 100% when he says the ending was literally just... The, it had so much potential to be right. so sad and so mm -hmm. like... I mean, I still cried. Like, whatever. Um, just round up the whole entire franchise. Mm -hmm. But it just didn't. I actually... It's funny because we had to write a paper on a movie review. And I ended up writing a yeah. movie review on Toy Story 4. Of just literally just of like what I thought. And well, I, you had to argue, so I argued why they shouldn't make a, I mean, it shouldn't make five. And I mean, as you know, I can say it's bad, but at the same time, a reason why I also don't think this should be a five is because I mean, this wraps up the entire Toy Story series. This is a spoiler. Said so I wasn't going to spoil it, but I'm gonna. Uh, so sorry, Cooper, you've it's already right, been spoiled. Already uh, if you haven't seen the movie yet, um, skip like five minutes. But anyways, um, so at the end of the movie. With this whole, all the sad stuff happening, uh, I said I wasn't going to spoil it, but Woody leaves and is leaving with Bo Peep. Now, I think I've told both of you this, but um, you all, if you know, if you know from the series, his entire goal the entire time is to get with Bo Peep. He wants to, you know, he's always tried to like wow her, and that's been his thing the entire series. From one, and then she lo they lost her, and you know, they kind of just lost all hope, and then she's back now, and... Um, you know, at the end, he finally gets what he wants. He gets to be with her, and he gives he gives the sheriff's badge to to um, Jesse. Jesse, as like uh, you know, yeah, it's your turn now. Like I'm like, you're the sheriff around here. You're in charge. Okay. So I mean, I I think that's great. That's such a good way to end it. Again, if they would have stayed longer on talk of showing characters and like the goodbyes, the goodbye with Buzz and Woody was really sad. I cried. Um, where they finished, the one person said to infinity, yeah, and then it said in beyond. It was cute. It was sad, but you know, if they were to like make those last longer and the moments, it would have been so much better, and it could have easily ended the movie. And there's no reason for a fifth. Mm -hmm. But I, I, at the same time, now I'm like they messed up, so I feel like they need to make a five. They need to re. I, I think if they really want to, they need to make a solid ending, and they should worry about the ending more than anything. And make sure that they end it off perfectly. But at the same time, what else is there left to do? Exactly. I don't want to have a whole movie based on Bo Peep and Woody running around the woods being lost toys because that's just going to be a stupid movie. So Toy if they make a five, five, they make a five, it's just going to be a cash grab and it's going to be trash <clears throat> finding Dory. That's what I have to say. Yeah. Out of ten. Okay, well, I'll finish my review. Oh, yeah, sorry. Dory. 
Man, that's two times. Uh, I'm in trouble yeah. after this. Yeah. So anyway, so completely agree with Nick that the end, the ending should have been more solid. They pulled us out of it way too quickly for comedic effect, which they did. I felt that this movie focused too much on the jokes and for the said, guest yeah. stars. Yeah, yeah, for the guest stars on the the movie. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Ken Peel. Um, who else was on there? Keanu Reeves. Um, That's really it. Yeah. Well, they focused too much on those those characters. Oh, and Forky. It's f- yeah. Sporky. It's Forky. Forky. Um, it's a spork, but he's Forky. They they focused too much on the jokes that those characters had rather than the essential Toy Story plotline that we all grew up and loved, which is something I spoke about in my film review. I spoke about why Toy Story is the probably the most amazing franchise in all of animation. Because I think it is. But this film in particular, um, it just felt like because Toy Story was growing, because they know their franchise has a, an age demographic that is growing with them. So they kind of wanted to have the jokes to grow with them too. Yeah. So now because the they, um, they audience are now 25 year olds and stuff like, well, it's still like an animation child's movie and whatever, but, they, but the people born 95, which is when the first one came out to now 2019, um, don't ask me, that's 24, I think. Well, it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter. Don't even but like 24 year olds <laughs> around that demographic are going to go watch a movie. So I felt like they wanted jokes to add. Years? So. What? Nope, I did math wrong. Keep going. It's 24 years. Yeah, it is 24. I forgot a couple. Um, so it just felt like they slotted in jokes for 25-year-olds to want to go and laugh at. Like, some jokes were very, like, pinpoint inappropriate. Then I was like, wow. Did Ian think it was funny? I don't know. Should we ask him? I don't know. I don't remember. Ian? Let's phone a friend. <laughs> so Let's I'll, phone a friend for a quick Some, some of the jokes and things that were said in the film were like very point blank inappropriate humor and I was like wow like a family's gonna uh-huh. bring their children to watch this and the adults gonna be like damn or the adults gonna laugh it and the children be like what does that mean I and understand then like, and then I like yikes I'll now have to explain to you what this means um, yeah plus so to me, that was just how they just thought that they would just run the whole movie by just jokes and things like that. And it completely um, just took me out of the movie as a whole. Out of 10? Out of 10, I'll probably give it a 6.5. 8.5. Child's play. Oh. What, what, yeah, what's you just, here. <laughs> I Nick's like, and next. I want to. I don't. I don't want to spend time on that movie. I don't want I want to review Annabelle. I'm like going to give Child's Play a solid two out of ten. No, that's my review. Uh, fun movie, at the same time, really terrible. Uh, I give it a solid four out of ten. How about this? Three words, quickly. Three words and your your score for Child's Play. You're my buddy. Okay, and out of ten, <laughs> uh, four or five. Okay, funny. Aubrey Plaza, no. Okay. Give it a three. Um, that was trash. Give it a two. Cool. Okay. That was cool. I'm glad. I'm glad we... So basically, just don't go see it. I'd watch the older ones. Definitely go see Annabelle Comes Home. Of course. In my opinion. Yeah. In your opinion? Of course. What did you think about the movie? I thought it was really good. Um, 
Obviously, if you guys haven't listened yet, we had a last week's episode. We had a Michael Cimino on, uh, one of the <clears throat> cast from Annabelle, uh, Far from Home. He plays Far him. from Home. That's not the right oh, movie. that's not the right one. Wow! Annabelle oh my God, that, Kendall comes home. That's a crazy mashup. He plays Bob. He plays <laughs> yeah. Bob, the boyfriend, Sorry. or the the love interest. The love interest. Yeah, correct. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really good. Um, I've been a fan of the series for a while, so um, yeah, no, it was really good. I. I'm I'm trying to think of something bad. I'm not a fan of the Annabelle series, but the reason I saw this movie at first was because Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga were uh, cast in it. And then I met Michael, and I was really excited for that. And it felt like more of a Conjuring 2.5. It was kind of like when Avengers did Civil War, and it was Captain America's movie, but you know... Right, it it felt like a Conjuring movie. yeah, Yeah, it felt like a Conjuring movie, and I think they did a really good job... Because you think you walk into it thinking, oh, Vera Farmiga and Patrick Wilson, the Warrens are going to be these main characters. No, it's this is a this is a kids movie. Right. It feels eighties or seventies whenever it was said. It, it it's a good period, you know, like for it's a little funny, it's a little uh, scary. It's actually really freaking scary. Um, I think the problem I have with the movie that it was such a slow build up. Oh yeah. And the thing, I, but it, like it wasn't like I hated that. I just noticed it was slow and it built up to right to the end. Right. And well, here I was expecting a lot out of it more in the first act. But yeah, what were you gonna say? The thing is with horror movies, and I mean I've just been a fan of them for a while, so I kind of just know that like the algorithm, I guess. And if if you pay attention enough, it's obvious. There's like two different styles really that stand out. There's the old style, the old style, or like the maybe early two thousands. I don't know if it's before that, where it's an hour and forty long movie. The first hour is story, and there's nothing else. It's story. Uh, fake jump scares, setting up jump scares for later, and then honestly, maybe in the first hour ten, and then you're left with the last thirty minutes where it's all the scares, and it's all shoved into the last end of the movie, and that's usually why they all get bad reviews, is because it's so much shoved into the end, and it's just not, a, it doesn't really, it's just crap by the end of the movie. Uh-huh. Um, but the, the thing is, is I felt, and I noticed in this movie where it had that. Now, um, but it wasn't bad. Like, I was expecting it to... Like, I, I don't know. I think there are some things that upset me about that movie, for sure. Um, but it, it was better than... Like, I was excited, but I was also scared when I'm going into it. I was kind of like, I want this to be good, but at the same time, at the point at the time it was out, it had a 63. I don't know what it's it has It's up to now. a 70 now. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. So it's like... Well, when I saw it, it was a 63. So it was a very if it was a very 50-50 kind of, we'll see what it's like. Um, so I was surprised. And I, I mean, again, I'm a horror movie fan, so I'm very biased on stuff like that. Whereas, you know, some people, they see, like, they hear lines and they're like, I can't believe like this is so bad. But it's like, that's the thing about horror movies. They're kind of cheesy, and that's part mm-hmm. of it. And you kind of have to get over that. You kind of have to get over... It's a real world, but it's like a different universe. The different universe is real world. And you can't think of it as a, this is where I am right now. There's no way this would happen. It's kind of like, picture it somewhere else, and it, but it's possible. I, I don't know how to describe it. But you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah. But like, in the, for me, in the Conjuring universe, I think this is probably right behind Conjuring 1 and 2. Yeah. And I think it's the best animal they did. I like the last one, but I think this one. one's better. Bunny, how about you? What do you think? Um, so, I'm not a huge horror movie fan. Well, I like horror movies, but I don't like seeing them in cinema. Because... You're scared. People say I don't like scary movies, but like... I, you really don't. I like good scary movies. 
Anyways, and this is one I liked. Anyways. So I don't like watching horror movies in cinema. So that's why I was very skeptical to go watch it. I'm glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it. Um, it had some really good moments in it. The cinematography was crazy. It was really good. Um, I loved how periodic it was. I mean, I'm not very familiar with the Conjuring universe, so I don't really know when it's set. But I loved the production design of it. Like, it felt like I was in the 70s when I watched it. Which mm-hmm. I believe cool. it is 70s or 60s. So. Um, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Um, in terms of a horror movie, I don't really... Like, I would... Yeah, had some scary moments in, in it. I also, sorry, I want to cut you off really quick. I do want to say, you also need to look at this like it's real life. In real life, if there's real, like, paranormal kind of stuff, it wouldn't happen, like, as wild as it would in a horror movie. You have to look at it, step back and look at it like a real a real movie and not something that is fake, like, uh, spiders take over the world, like those stupid Netflix movies. Yeah. It's real. Don't think about it like that, because that's different. But anyways, sorry. Um, Continue. So... I like the approach that they did with it, making it about kids. Yeah. I think it has, um, especially with our age group, it has a more personal realism to it, so we can relate to it a lot better, in a sense, say in inverted commas. Um, my only issue that I had with it is that I felt like, like, we had Michael here last week. Michael was great. He's such a good guy. Um... Loved his character, but um, I thought there were some aspects of it where we'll be in one location in the house, and then it would cut yes. to this scene, mm-hmm. and then it would completely take me away from what was happening because now we focused on this now comedic element. The comedic character, yeah. Right. Um, so that was kind of something that kind of took me out of it a bit. Is that I thought there was, I know you guys said to it, said to me last week that you thought there was too little of it. I thought there was too much of it. I thought there, yeah, too a little, and I thought there was just enough. I think I, what you're talking about cutting away and everything. I thought what slowed me down was how everybody was in one point of the house at one point, mm-hmm. and we're, we get like five minutes with everybody. I think that's what kind of slowed it down, and I was like, oh, let's get them all together, right, and see what could happen. I wish they were all together in one room. I think that was my biggest problem with the movie. There's only one plot hole for me that's like pretty big. Uh, and again, kind of a spoiler, but not really. Um, when the the friend of the babysitter is over, and everything starts happening, and she goes upstairs, um, you know what I'm talking about that big the big scene where you think something happened to her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Literally, she comes back like ten minutes later, and she's perfectly fine, and like nothing happened to her. And it's like, why would you have her disappear and leave? But have don't show her or don't make it or like anything, and then all of a sudden she's back and she's perfectly normal. Like I wish there was something there. I wish there was something, unless there is something there, and that's the point, and that's kind of like setting it up. I don't know why they would do that, um, but I don't know. It felt weird to me, and it felt like that was again a plot hole that they missed was what happened okay. when she leaves. Yeah. But I don't know. I um, thought all the actors did great. I think they're up and coming. Yeah. Uh, I think McKenna Grace was awesome. Madison Eisman was great, and. Uh, Kitty Saf, I don't know how to pronounce her last name, but she was good. The that girl, um, the friend, right. Danielle, yeah, yeah, Danielle yeah. I think, or something. And then yeah, Michael did a great job. Uh, but yeah, I'm excited to see where these characters are taken in the universe if we ever get to see them again because they're doing Conjuring three right now. But uh, right, I give the movie a solid seven out of ten. Okay, I gave it probably like a seven and a half. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Six. Yeah, sweet. Cool. Yeah, and again, go check out last week's interview with Michael Cimino. Maybe get some inside tips on that movie. And if you want to know how... <laughs> you remember that scene where he was singing? Which one? Outside on the... <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. singing out on the lawn. Uh-huh. I laughed so hard. Just because of the, you know, how he got found. Oh, right. I, la- I was laughing so hard. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I totally thought about funny. that. I was like, I his skills came in. Well, came if in you for don't know what we're talking about, then you got to go watch the last Got to go watch the last got to listen to it. Sorry, you can't yes. watch it. Yes, yes. Um, and again, Dutch Melrose, make sure you go, guys, go check him out. Uh, every platform, Spotify, um, music, SoundCloud, whatever it is. And don't forget, drop the ball. <laughs> Promo code? <laughs> Couch guy, 15% off.